0: Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How's everybody doing today? Happy Thursday, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever day or time it is that you're listening. So happy to be back on the mic with you guys as always. How is everyone doing? We are halfway through March. I really don't know how, but honestly, I'm happy about it. I think because I have a really good feeling. I've been saying that for a little while now, but I just... I finally feel like I'm not fighting everything in my life. I've just let go and I'm leaning into my intuition and letting myself just trust that my body and my mind knows what's right for me and I don't need to fight it all the time. You know, my gut just, it knows and it's gonna lead me where I'm meant to be. And if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, Then it wasn't meant to but it was a lesson. It was an opportunity to learn and grow from and I'll be better for it So I don't need to fight it all the time because I realized if i'm always fighting it I'm fighting fate And i'm causing more stress in my life and more conflict in my life than there already is And that's the reason why i'm so stressed out and overwhelmed all the time. I create it for myself by trying to fight my gut and you know, if you can rationalize intuition, it's not intuition. That is something that I've really leaned into in the last month. And once I started doing that and leaning into it, I feel like my life has opened up and it has become so much easier and smoother and just more enjoyable. And I was, I've was, i been willing to speak up a lot more. I mean, I've always been a very vocal person. You guys know that. But, you know, instead of just venting about it to my friends or my dad about work, I told my boss what was going on and how I was feeling and we made a plan. We have a solution. You know, I someone that I've am really good friends with, I was honest with them about something that was going on in our relationship and our friendship. And it has really opened up my my I don't know, not opportunities in that sense, but just, you know, it has made things a lot easier. And a lot less intense. And I just I'm enjoying not always being so on edge and guarded. I have grown up being very, very defensive. And don't get me wrong, it's scary as hell to drop my defenses. But I realized with certain people, they were gonna knock them down anyway, and it was no use. There was no use in trying to keep those walls up when they were they were trying to be knocked down. And if someone is taking the effort to try to knock those walls down and be a part of your life, why not let them? If there's an opportunity, work-wise, personalized, hobby, whatever it is, if something is crawling at you, like you need to do this, it's, it's an itch you can't scratch, maybe it's time to lean into it. And, you know, ever since I did that, little by little, starting in October, November, really up until February that I did that, I feel like March has just been so much more seamless and enjoyable. And I hope that sharing that with you guys inspires you to take some sort of action in your life that will allow the same thing to happen for you. And, you know, it's really all about mindset and manifesting what you want and trusting yourself and living in a way that is in alignment with who you are and what you want and what you deserve if you have a goal, if you have a vision for your life, why are you fighting it? Just let it happen. You know that's where you want to be and if you truly believe that that is what you deserve, it will come for you. It will come to fruition. You just have to trust the process and that's easier said than done, I know, but just lean in. Just lean into it. I think you'll be so much happier and so much more fulfilled and free and This theme has just been coming up a lot for me because I've said a couple times a bunch of pre-law and current law students keep finding me on LinkedIn or on Instagram, even TikTok and wanting to reach out and wanting to get coffee or virtual coffee or ice cream or a drink or whatever to get to know my story and learn about how I went on the path that I did and how they can do the same because they know that the traditional path that law schools preach isn't really what they want or they think it might not be what they want and they want to know what else is out there and i am more than happy to do that i it has become something that is truly fulfilling to me and has made my life so much more fun and enjoyable and one, it keeps me young because i know what's going on in like the law school scene and it's a lot of fun but just it, it allows me also to recognize how far i've come and how much i've grown and impart that wisdom and Every time I do, they always come back and say, thank you so much for being honest with me. No one has ever been honest with me about XYZ and that truly like was impactful for me or it changed my life or whatever. And I've been doing this for about three years now, but truly this year now as an actual lawyer, I've been doing it on a bigger scale and I have at least one or two calls a week and it has been really nice and I've made friends out of it. Um, a couple that are like a year younger than me in school or a couple that are two to three years younger than me in school but that they live in my city so we got to go out and have fun and they're on spring break so we got ice cream and it's nice to one feel like I still have a spring break again and go out and enjoy my city because it's Miami why not work hard play hard but also just Recognizing how far I've come and being able to share that with them and help them on their journey and help them find what th- what they want out of it and what makes them happy, and when they recognize it and they realize it and they f- they f- they make an effort to work for it, that is the most rewarding thing. And mentorship, you guys know, mentorship and networking has become increasingly important and something I talk about on the podcast. That's how I even started it, and it's just really cool to see it how it is all come to be and even helping my brother yesterday with writing an email to someone that is an alumni of his school that is on the board of an organization that he wants to work in now that he graduates in may and helping him write a a, a proper you know email to them that that there's something like about that that just gives me a lot of joy and especially even though like especially that it's my brother but like even if it wasn't just being able to do that for someone helps me so much in recognizing like I have a purpose here and I'm fulfilling it and that feels really really good it's just rewarding and my mentee while I was in Tennessee I had a community mentee in the Hispanic community in Knoxville and she's in college now and I met her when she was a junior in high school and she's a freshman in college and getting to see how things are going for her and being her number one cheerleader and helping her figure out what major to have and applying for internships and you know summer jobs and all that and it's just it's really cool to see the people in my life how far they've grown and also recognize how far I've grown um so yeah that's what's been going on things are really really good and I I feel probably the best I've ever felt in a really long time you know after passing the bar you would think that it was like all rainbows and sunshines and like the heart the hardest part was over but and it was in a way but then it was like Okay, what do I do now? Like job wise, I didn't, my job fell through. I didn't have a job and I was searching for jobs and I was really scared. And I honestly, for a while there, I got into a very, very dark place, like as if I was back in law school. And I had all the reasons to be happy and celebrate, but I wasn't. And coming out on the other side of that now, a couple months later, it just feels really, really good. And I wanted to share that with you guys and actually this week's guest we shared quite a bit of that as well Like she was writing high Had the job that she wanted the life that she wanted and all of a sudden it came crashing down and how she Pivoted and made it work for her And so we'll get to that conversation in a little bit, but I wanted to do a quick suck and sweet of the week So my suck of the week is that the last two days have not been sunny And i'm such a sucker for the sun and being back home just the sunshine it gives me energy and it fuels me and it hasn't been sunny the last two days and I'm really sad about it but that's a minor thing honestly I'm doing really damn good right now and so yeah I really don't have a true suck that, which is so nice to say but I wish the sun would come back out also sucks for the spring breakers that are in town because it's not sunny while they're here but you know whatever um, and my sweet of the week is that Later today I'm going to an influencer event like a a spring soiree happy hour at sunset on a cool rooftop and there's just a lot of really cool opportunities coming for me work-wise and I'm excited to see where things go. I have a really good feeling about the next few months and I'm excited to see where they go. I am planning a pool party for my friends for next month Um, and just having all my different friends over from different groups and just going to have like a barbecue pool day, vibe out chill it's gonna be a lot of fun and i'm excited because while you know not all my friends are going to come together and be be one big group i want my friends to know each other and maybe make other friends and just like so we can all go out together or if we are out and we run into each other like everyone can hang out and vibe and be a good time like i'm just i love hosting and i'm excited to be able to host again i haven't really hosted since law school, like a law school pregame for a Halloween party that we did. And I miss it. So I'm excited to be able to do that. And what else? What else? What else? Um, yeah, I think that's that's it. There's just a lot of exciting things going on. And I do want to share with you guys, but I don't want to jinx it. And things are not 100% secure yet. But as I can share, I will share. So be sure to follow me on Instagram if you don't already. It's linked below. So you can be the first to know, and then I will share a more detailed update on the podcast for you guys. But I wanted to introduce this week's guest, Carly Silverman. She is huge on TikTok, just hit 100K on TikTok, and she shares what it's like being a full-time content creator living in South Florida. She lives in Fort Lauderdale, so about an hour away from me, and she just had, her nephew was just born, so she shares a lot of content about her nephew, about her relationship, and living together with her boyfriend and she recently lost her job a couple months ago which was her like dream job and then all of a sudden it came crashing down and the transition into that and deciding to go full-time into tiktok and making a business out of it and she's also studying to be she's studying for her master's in social work which i don't think we talk about on this podcast but it's a really cool anecdote and i wish we would have um because it's just cool to see someone else who is doing multiple things and living the life and taking it one day at a time and she shares what it's really like to be in your mid to late 20s and figuring it all out and she's someone that I really look up to and it was a lot of fun chatting with her so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you liked it please leave a rating and review please subscribe to the show follow along tags as you're listening go check out our guests check out other episodes and let me know what you want to see on the podcast In the comments, reviews, DM me, email me, let me know guests you want to have on, topics you want to have on. I'm really looking forward to new and exciting opportunities for guests on the podcast. I have some really exciting ones coming up and I can't wait to share them with you. But for now, I will talk to you guys next
1: week. Meet Carly.
0: So, Carly, what's something people wouldn't know about you just from
1: following you? That I have a lot of insecurities. I feel like I actually spoke to someone about this recently. They said, they before I met them in real life they like had followed me on TikTok and Instagram for a while and thought I was like the most like confident person ever and it's actually very very false I am like have a lot of insecurities and I think I come off confident on social media but I there are just so many things I feel like that I'm working on and like need to work on and like people just don't see that that's
0: such a good one and I love that because I was actually having a very similar conversation yesterday with somebody. Like, I think I, 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 another thing, I am very confident outwardly, but I also do have. It's not so much for me insecurities. It's more so like imposter syndrome. Like I you know, I've always felt like I was good enough and all these things. But I felt like people didn't think I was. So I was trying so hard to prove them wrong. And like, that's such a big part of me. Like, I'm always trying very hard and I'm always trying to prove people wrong. And I want to be the best for validation. But like, I already think I'm that. So it's like, then I like, I'm like conflicted myself. Like, like, but I am. So like, why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? Mm-hmm. So that's been an interesting dichotomy. But yeah, it's like we all like the whole "fake it till so you make it" thing. Like, it's so true. Like, we can outwardly project that we're these really confident people, but that doesn't mean that we don't have insecurities or isn't things that affect us or bother us. And I think people forget that because we're just putting the camera on ourselves and like sharing our lives. And it's like we are not different from you. We have the same exact struggles, and we want to feel connected to people which is why we share them because it's like we want to connect to people who also are in the same place as life as we are so I think that's really interesting that one that you're open to sharing that but two that you know it's just funny how perception is such a big thing and why social media is such a funny world to be honest now it's a whole world it's not just like one app it's like this whole yeah and like yeah we all have our own insecurities and things
1: that bother us so thank you for sharing yeah, I mean, fake it till you make it, like I, it's my favorite saying because I truly believe in it. Like, yeah, honestly, like just, and it's also like kind of like manifesting. It's like, just yeah. pretend you have it already. Yeah, the way,
0: yes. Like the way that you, in order for you to get those things that you want, you have to believe that you deserve it and show up as the person who already has it. That way you're open to it. You're telling the world, like I am ready for all of this I I, I want. And it will, if you're showing up that way and you're coming up like, across that way coming to the table asking for you want asking for what you deserve those things will come to you they may not look the way you want them to but the things that are meant for you will come your way and yeah I agree I think you know it's not even faking it like it's just you're showing up as who you want to be if you're doing it genuinely like if you're in the butt like you like that's the thing like there's people who like fake certain things to look a certain way. That's not what I that's not what we mean. It's more so like showing up as the version you want to be so that you become that version because it's not going to happen overnight. Like you have to little by little make changes start dressing for what you want, like going shopping in the places that you want, you know, dressing the part, eating at the restaurants that you want to, you know, if that's the lifestyle that you want, you need to go there already and start seeing what they do, start adapting that to your lifestyle to meet the people that are going to get you there and yeah so I agree I think I never thought of it as like manifesting but in a way it is so yeah when did you really start getting into manifestation was that a new thing have you always been into it like when did you kind of make that connection and how has that changed your life
1: um I feel like I got into it a couple of years ago when my ex-boyfriend broke up with me and I like started this whole like spiritual journey and you know, I was reading a lot of books and doing a lot of, like, mindfulness practicing and, like, a lot of, like, a lot of what goes with, like, the spiritual, like, mindfulness is also, like, manifestation. So I just got into that and then I kind of lost it for a bit. And I think more recently, I've been trying to really get that back. Like, I I got, you know, the five-minute journal and so I've been trying to make myself, not make myself, I want to want to, but like, it's hard to like get into a habit of always journaling and writing things down. But I just feel like I've heard so many stories of people like really manifesting and like going after what they want and just like believing you already have it. So I told myself for 2023 that I'm going to actually like try and like do the things that might make me feel uncomfortable but I think will be helpful. So like, for instance, like doing the five minute journal every morning. Um, I think it has like, it's like, what are you grateful for? I don't have it. Where is it? It's like, what are you grateful for? Like, what do you want to accomplish today? Just like basically writing things that you may not feel in the moment, but that you want, you know what I mean? I've never done it. Cause I've,
0: I've just not, a writing down person. Like yeah. I'm a talker. In order for me to get it out of my system, I need to speak like to somebody about it. So I'll call my friends or you know, my family or someone like I need to talk about it or I come on the podcast and I could talk on the mic and it is like therapy for me. Yeah. But I've wanted to get into journaling journaling so bad, but I just it's just not my thing. But I want it to be my thing. But I think that's a good like, you know, intention. I know I was talking about my intentions for the new year and like you know, it like being kinder to myself, drinking more water, going like working out more, movement, like not just working out, but like moving my body in general, like eating healthier, being kinder to myself, building more like authentic, genuine friendships with my family as well. Like those are my intentions, but I think journaling is such a micro thing, like especially something as minor as 5 minute journal or like what I do is like I've been practicing like gratitude like at night I will literally hug myself and say I'm proud of you and I love you and like that's like my little moment of like getting out whatever I needed to get out in that day like I'll say it like I'm proud of you for doing this day like you know that was hard but like you did it and like I'm proud of you and like that's like my little mini way of like journaling but it's hard for me to like put it on paper mostly because I'm I'm gonna forget like I run a mile a minute so I'm I'm gonna forget but I know I I hope it works out for you I want to know like as you get into the the new year how it goes
1: it's definitely I feel like if it's not for you like don't force it um it's something I'm definitely like trying out and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but I think I think however you want whatever works for you works for you right like if you want to do you know your podcast or call a friend or say it out loud like that's great you don't need yeah. to write it down. It's just however yeah. you to put it into the universe.
0: Absolutely, I think that's such a good point. Like, take what works for you and leave what leave the rest. Like, there's like, you know, I'm I'm so glad the whole TikTok like that girl era thing is kind of over because that's a lot of pressure. Not everyone can do that. I doubt that those people are doing that every single day, and it puts a lot of pressure on. Like, you have to do all these things to have the perfect morning routine before you can start work. And it's like, first of all, like if you start work at nine, you have to go by like 6am like to get all of those things done. And like, that that's not feasible for everybody, or they have kids, or they have a dog, or they have a partner or something like, you know, taking what works for you and not trying to force everything. So finding, you know, and trying it out. And if you like it, keep doing it. And like, it takes 30 days or something to build a habit, like, little by little trying things out and seeing what works. And if it doesn't work, or doesn't feel good to you, okay, I'll try the next thing instead of like, why so I don't believe in new year's resolutions, like jumping all of these things. Like I need to do all these things in January and February. And it's like, no, you're setting yourself for failure because you probably aren't going to get to all of that. And then you're like, it's just why, like, why? you're not going to feel good about it afterwards. So like doing it in like a micro habit, like literally before my to-do list every single day, I have an app, a, a, a note on my phone, on the notes app, like, my to do list every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I, I Sunday night I make it, and in the more like I put at the top intentions for the week, mm-hmm. like, what I want to get out of that week, and they a lot of times they don't change, it's the same one over and over because I'm really trying to implement those, but other times I'll add something new, um, like the gratitude practice at night has been really helpful for me, so you know however it works for you, but you mentioned leaving a relationship a couple of years ago. What was that like? How old were you? And what was that like, you know, I, I you were on a recent podcast for people that are listening, seeing other people with Alana Dunn, who was a guest on the podcast too. And I'll link it in the show notes for you guys. But you were talking about, you know, putting your pressure on yourself in dating and what happened once you left this relationship and you entered the dating world. What was that like for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely, you know. I I was with someone who I definitely thought at that point in my life I was going to marry. I was 25 and I was living in um, Los Angeles at the time. So after college, I moved just like a little backstory. After college, I moved um, to New York and spent a year there. I, New York wasn't for me. I didn't like it. So I kind of picked up um, and moved to LA. I didn't have any friends or, or family or a job. I didn't know anyone there. I just kind of Picked up move and I was like, "Screw it, let's just try this out." Ended up meeting some amazing friends, and then I met a guy who I dated. I think for about two years, and we lived together. You know, I definitely thought it was gonna be the one. um And then he had ended it with me, and I was kind of blindsided. Like I was definitely like not really expecting it, but I knew deep down it was for the best. And it took me a while to start dating again. Like I think. It took me, you know, at least like six months to start dating again. And when I did, what I was noticing is that every date I would go on, I just felt like I was putting so much pressure for it to be the one where instead I should have been. And eventually I took this practice, but I should have been going in it, going into each date is like, okay, this is just. A friend, or this is just a new person that I'm meeting, who knows what it's gonna turn into, who knows where it will lead. It could be nothing, it could be something. And I feel like that is so much better than going in with these expectations of like, could this be my husband? And once I changed my mindset about that, is when I think I actually once started enjoying dating because I took the pressure off. Um, I think not having so much pressure on you. Really, like, allows you to one enjoy the date more because you're not like. Where do you think that pressure came from? Was it like
0: you, or was it external pressure?
1: Uh, it was definitely myself. It was myself, and at the time, a lot of my friends were in relationships, so I just kind of like wanted to have that. Also, my ex boyfriend, like, who broke up with me, he he got a girlfriend, you know, very quickly after we broke up. So I think. I was just kind of hoping to jump into something too. And I'm happy I didn't. I'm happy I actually didn't find someone for a while after because I don't think I, I think I needed that time to really heal. But, but yeah, I think the best, best like dating advice I could give and what I've learned is stop expecting and putting so much pressure on the first one, two, three dates um and think if you just go into the dates being like okay this could just be a friend or I'm just literally meeting someone new and learning about someone they could be nothing or they could be something but just like go with that don't yeah. think okay am I marrying this person you know
0: yeah. I we were talking about this in the dms the other day but like do you ask yourself like do you even like them like not do they like me like yeah. you no know, is my hair okay is my outfit okay like we put so much pressure and energy into like first date and like what to wear and like how to talk and stupid Mm -hmm. arbitrary dating rules and like all these things and it's like the baseline like do you even like this person and the first date you don't know them and yeah the second and third date you still don't know them so it's hard like I'll like go on two three dates with someone and then like I'll be like all right we're done which I'm getting better at but it's more so like I and I'm probably for you too like once you start enjoying dating and like really just going into it like I'll make a friend out of it because I'm the same way I generally I'm like I have more friends that I've gone on dates with and like talked to for like a week or two than like random guys like at this point in my life a lot of my guy friends are guys that at one point I was interested in and like nothing happened it just didn't work out but we became friends and you know I learned so much from one that whole experience and also like having guy friends now but like once you start enjoying it you start asking yourself like do you even like them like But also you start learning what you like and what you don't like. And if you don't experiment in dating, you'll never know. Like I literally now, like within three, four dates, I'm like, "Mm, this person is too much of a mommy's boy or, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm hardcore against drugs. I'm like, he recreationally does drugs, like not interested or heavy drinker. Like if we went out to drinks and like, he got really drunk and I'm only having one or two drinks or like they don't want to eat they just want to drink I'm like no well, at least I want an appetizer like I don't like feeling like that or being around people that are like that you know like you know what works for you what doesn't and you're dissecting that too it's not so much like also they can feel the energy like if you are desperate like over here like I want to marry you like they know like by the thir- certain things that you say or how you come across or even sometimes like a stupid as like the places that you go. Like if they're very like established couple date night spots versus like casual, they know, Mm -hmm. they know that that's what you're looking for and they're going to run because it's not worth it for them. Or they're going to love bomb you when they get what they want. Or, you know, there's so many like things that are going to happen. So I think the best thing is, yeah, like going into it for fun and also asking yourself, do you really even like this person?
1: Yeah. I think a lot of times when people date, they're so, you know, instead of actually understanding if they're into the person or if they like them they're so worried about if they like you and i definitely definitely did that for a long time i think i went on so many dates where i was like so concerned about them liking me and i didn't even like them but okay. you want that validation and people look at rejection as like fear and like such a scary thing like people look at rejection like, i love bad. it and you really should look at rejection as like, okay, that's not for you, but I'm going to open up a new door for you because you can move on to someone else. Like, yeah, rejection I, is redirection.
0: that's, that's just always what I say. 100%. Honestly, I'm so grateful for every door that has not opened for me or that has been shut in my face True. Yeah, because I wouldn't be where I am today. And yeah, it's like the universe's way of telling you, like, this isn't for you. And we try so hard. Like, I think the dating rules or just like movies like you see these girls that not just girls but like for example like us being girls like Mm. movies like you know they're not going to take no for an answer like I don't care if he doesn't like me I'm going to make him like me it's like he's literally showing you or telling you or both like he's not interested why are you still trying like it's just literally not going to work and you're wasting energy and you're taking away from other opportunities that could come your way and you're investing energy into something that just isn't meant for you isn't worth it imagine if you put that energy into something else and where it will lead and you know I I got so good about that like dating for fun and really just experiencing it and then in October September October I was you know I was being that desperate energy girl and I recognized it in November and I was like absolutely not like we're not doing this anymore and I literally profusely kept apologizing and like that was also bad because he was like stop like, just leave me alone. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I can't believe I did that. I'm so sorry. Like I was in a bad place. And it's like, he's, it's fine. Like literally him and his best friend have both been like, you're fine. Like, we don't think anything of it. It's all good. If I see you around, I see you like, it's all good. And I'm just like, I can't believe I went back to that place, but it's like, they can sense it. And honestly, looking back to, I'm like, I just, that's just not me. Like, that's not who I am anymore. So it's like, but take it also like looking at it now like even two months later I grew from it so much in approaching dating now as I enter a new year and I'm, I'm in a new career so I'm also what I'm looking for is different like I think you learn so much from all of your experiences and you know it's not just marrying to you know not just dating to marry it's like learn who you are and what you like and what you want out of life and you learn so much from the people you're going on dates with too. I love intellect, intellectual stimulation. Like I want to learn from you. Like I may like, I've never heard of your career before and I'm going to go and Google it and like be fascinated with it for like a day. But you know, at least I learned something new even if it never worked out instead of like wanting it so badly to make it work. And I feel like people do that with friendships too. Like, you know, especially like once we were talking about this in the DMs, like in college, like you're in high school, like, your friend groups are kind of made for you. They're there. Like, it's the people you're always going out to the bars with, or in your sorority, or in the organization that you're a part of, or whatever. And it's like, you graduate and it's like, okay, where do I go now? <laughs> and like, if you have coworkers, it helps. So like, for people like me and you who don't,
1: it's like, hey, what do I do? Like, where are my friends? Yeah, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I've learned that, you know, after college, like, when I moved to LA and didn't know anyone, I had to make a very hard effort to meet people and it's not easy and you know i would reach out to the most random people maybe that i knew in college being like hey do you have any friends in la and luckily like i did meet amazing people um in la and they became my best friends and it was it was great and then you know i moved to florida and at first only like a couple i only knew a couple people here and it's hard you have to really just make the effort and put yourself out there. And it's the same thing with dating. I think people have such a hard time nowadays because no one goes up to you anymore in the grocery store, right? Like no one's going up to you being like, Hey, I think you're cute. Like, can I have your number? No one's doing that. Everyone's relying on dating apps. No one
0: did actually do this in me at Art Basel, but anyway, continue.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a story for another day. Well, that's lucky. I don't think I've ever had anyone come. It up. didn't work out. It's all good. But yeah, so I just think that like with dating too, you just really have to put yourself out there and slide into people's DMs, message them on a dating app, like ask friends, hey, who can you introduce me to? Because otherwise you're just gonna be alone. And you're no one's no one's gonna show up. And I think I thought this for a while. It's like I didn't put myself out there for a very long time and almost like expected someone to just come like knock on my door and be like, hey let's go out like that's not gonna happen
0: (laughs) yeah I expected it to be a lot easier to especially like for me I went to law school and I expected like it to be just like college and in a a lot of ways it was in a lot of ways it was a lot more like high school actually but then you know I still wasn't making friends and I still wasn't making genuine friendships and I was trying so hard to make friends and it's like yeah you have to put yourself out there but you also have to again like do you even like these people that you want to be friends with like, I remember one of my best friends in law school being like, why do you so badly want to be friends with these girls that don't even like each other? Like, they all talk shit about each other behind each other's backs. Like, when you're not there, they're talking shit about you. Why do you want so badly to be friends? I'm like, because they're the cool girls. And like, we're all go out together every weekend. And like, why not be friends with them? Like, they seem like they're doing really well. And like, I want to be a part of that. And it's like, you are so many miles ahead of them. Like you, because I was already starting to get into the entrepreneurial thing. And like, we all kind of knew that like I wasn't on the same wavelength career-wise that they were. So I was trying to literally minimize myself to fit into this friend group that just was never going to serve me. And I was losing who I was. And like people do that so much in relationships, but no one talks about it in friendships too. Like, yes, go out there and meet people, pull yourself out there, ask friends of a friend, literally like the guys you met on dating apps, that didn't work out. Like ask if they have sisters, ask if they have girlfriends, like meet them, like go out with these people and like just have a lot of acquaintances. But you're not going to have a friend group necessarily, you're not going to have like five best friends, not gonna be sex in the city. And like, don't try so hard to be a part of these friend groups, if you don't feel like you can be your true best self with them. And I it took me way longer than it should have to realize that. And I feel like it's so important to recognize that it's not going to be easy once you graduate from college or grad school, or, you know, even in career, like even when you are going to work and you're seeing the same people day in and day out, these people have their college friends and their partners and their families and their own lives and their gym buddies and all these different things. Like it's okay to have a lot of different friends in a lot of different places. I think that's way more fun personally because it's like something new and different to do every weekend. But we don't need to try so hard. We do need to put ourselves out there, but I feel like there's a difference between putting ourselves out there and like that desperate, like, I want to be friendly. I want to belong energy. I don't know. That was like, I've noticed that for me. Like I need to stop being like crying so hard.
1: Yeah. I think it's just really about surrounding yourself with people who lift you up and support you and are there for you a hundred percent of the time. And you know, if they're not, then they're not and it's okay. And people come and go. And I think that's just life and accepting that is the hard part. I know I've had friendships in the past, you know, maybe high school, college, um, where I, I was very close with them at one time and I'm not anymore. And sometimes I'll think about it and be like, wow, that, that really sucks. I don't have that friendship anymore, but I think that's just a part of life. And I think being able to accept that, that it's okay. People move on and drift apart and you can meet new people. And I think just, just knowing that and like believing that that's okay. And it's normal is super important. And it's something that I've had to deal with. um, Yeah, absolutely. Me too. And yeah, people like,
0: it's hard. Like when I see people, you know, have like their childhood best friends or like about 20 years of friendship, like their wedding day. And it's like, I won't have that. It's like, you know what, who cares that I don't have that? Like, one, you don't know if that friendship is really as authentic as they make it out to be. It could be family friends that, like, they were forced to be in each other's weddings. You literally never know because that does shit. That shit still does happen. um But also, it's like, I, you know, I got really close to these people really fast in the fall and then very quickly was like, this isn't serving me anymore. And I had to distance myself for my own sake. And you take the really good moments in that friendship and you re like, and then you, 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 Put those away to remember fondly but like you also take the lessons too of like I could have been a better friend or I could have done this differently or you know she she said that I was mean or when I said this like that really hurt her feelings like I didn't think so maybe that wouldn't hurt my feelings but I recognize that it hurt her feelings like I'm gonna be better about thinking like in the next time and like you learn all these lessons as you go and it's okay to you know say goodbye to to opportunities and people and relationships when they were no longer serving you and I feel like that's a big part of life in general but our, our 20s especially because this is the the decade of exploration figuring out who we are and what we want on our own terms for the first times in our life like mm-hmm. high school college like there's a set path at some point or certain careers there's a certain path but if you already are in your career or you know or you decide like this isn't serving me that the career isn't working out and like you're going off on your own like you're trying new things you're meeting new people you're learning a lot and it's like the year the years of exploration like just have fun with it I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves in our 20s to just have it all figured out and it's like people in their 30s are still figuring it out people in their 40s are still figuring it out like who says we're supposed to have it all figured out
1: yeah yeah I, I definitely agree with that I think a lot of misconceptions out there like people looking like people looking on social media and seeing these people and thinking their lives are perfect and their lives are great and they have it all figured out like I I have no idea what I'm doing <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that and I think I've come you too I've come to terms with that and I'll figure it out eventually <laughs> yeah How do you navigate
0: that though? Like feeling lost, you know, we're both in our mid to late twenties now, like feeling lost when you're, you thought, you know, maybe growing up that at this point you would have it all figured out or that you would have a relationship or a husband or a child or this or that or whatever. Like how do you navigate figuring it out and not feeling
1: lost? Like, Or when you do feel lost, like what do you do? Yeah, I mean, I think there's no right answer of, you know, what to do when you're feeling lost i think it's figuring out what works for you and i think for me you know it took some time after being laid off from my job that you know i thought i was going to be at forever it took time and is still taking time to just kind of take a step back and really try to figure out okay what do i want to do um i feel like after i got laid off i kind of jumped into something way too soon without taking time to think, okay, well, what makes me happy? What, what do I enjoy waking up and doing every day? And I think it's hard to know because that could change every day. And I think my biggest advice would just be, do what makes you happy every day or find something that makes you happy every day. And hopefully that could lead to a career or a job or honestly anything but yeah I don't I mean I'm still figuring it out I'm 28 I've had like 10 jobs in my life I don't have a set career path you don't need to know it all I think it's important to just know that it's okay not to have it all figured out and especially when you do get into like those funks of feeling so lost like try to connect with other people who maybe have dealt with the same things or is going through the same thing I know for me um one of my good friends now um her name is Danny she i didn't know her as of 3 months ago but she saw that i was laid off and she reached out because she was also laid off and was like you know what it's a good person to connect with and now we're great friends and we both work in social media and yeah i just say like connect with people who are going through similar things yeah i i think that's the beauty of social media is that you can connect
0: people now in a way that you never could and yeah, like all of the people that I've had on this podcast, you, like some of my closest friends have come from literally being honest about what I'm feeling and going through online and people being like, oh, I'm going through that too. Like, or thank you for sharing. Like, you know, I, I, I was there six months ago and like, oh my God, like, how did you get out of it? And it's like, they give you what they did. And it's like, you take what works for you and you leave the rest. And, you know, I think I think the biggest thing is recognizing that it's okay to not have it all figured out and stopping that pressure, like whether it's societal or your family or friendships or just yourself, like you had this vision for your life and you're not where you thought you would be. Okay. So you're not where you thought you would be, but where are you right now? Like, look at yourself now and look at yourself when you were 20, 15, like they're proud of you like you still did all the things like I feel like you have to kind of take inventory of your life every once in a while and be like hey you're not where you want it to be but look at all the things I've accomplished look at all the things that I'm working towards and I feel like instead of having these timelines having these like big picture goals that's why I love manifesting and vision boards it's like there's no timeline on a vision board there's just pictures
1: mm-hmm.
0: and quotes and it's like I don't know when this is going to happen but i open to it and I want these things to happen. And I'm gonna do every day, like little micro steps are going to get me closer to that. And then reflecting every month, every year on what did I do in the last year? Did I get any further? Does that goal still feel right? Do I still want that? And I don't know, that's how I like to, especially this time of year. That's like a big thing for me of just like taking inventory of my life and acknowledging like, okay, maybe I'm not where I thought I was gonna be at 25, Mm
1: -hmm. but where
0: I am, like my career did not even exist two, three years ago. And, you know, I didn't know what I was going to, like, you know, I thought I was going to be a lawyer and like, guess what? I I did it and became a lawyer. I may not be the type of lawyer that I thought I was going to be, but I'm still a lawyer. Like that doesn't negate that, you know, you graduated college. It may not be the degree that you thought you were going to have when you were five, but you graduated you made it you got your degree yeah maybe you have a lot of loans but you got the degree enjoy the moment like enjoy the things that you have right now instead of always working so hard for the future or the next thing or the next relationship like it it all kind of like they all just go together it's like in our 20s like it's okay to not have it all figured out it's okay to feel lost and you're not the only one and I if you feel like you are like come talk to us because I promise you you're not um but how do you navigate it all like you know you said you got you got laid off like trying to find a career path now or a job just to do something and have an income and get back on your feet when you thought this was going to be your life like what would it what like the advice that you got from your friends from your family like how did that affect dating like all that what was that time in your life like for anyone who's going through that cuz i feel like we're going to be entering a period of a lot of layoffs in the new year as well like What was that like for you and how did you kind of get through it until you found something else?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it was tough and it was not an easy time for me, but I think one piece of advice I would give that I didn't do, um, was take time after getting laid off to really think about what I actually want to do with my life. Instead, I think I just didn't, I didn't really want to heal from that breakup, um, which it did feel like a breakup and I didn't want to heal from it. So I quickly just jumped into the next thing, the first thing that I saw. And I wish I wouldn't have done that. I mean, it was a great learning experience. I I took on a couple of things and I overworked myself because I didn't want to feel all of the emotions. And I just think for anyone that gets laid off, I know obviously it's stressful not knowing, you know, where your next paycheck is going to come from but it's also not worth your mental health of just jumping right into something else that you may not
0: absolutely I say that all the time like with law school for me like I honestly if I hadn't gone when I did I don't think I would have ever gone but going when I did was both the best and the worst thing that ever happened because I literally was going through all of those emotions while I was in law school like This isn't what I want. This isn't right for me. I jumped into all this, having just left a toxic relationship that I wasn't healed from. I jumped into trying to date one of my classmates and being friends with all the popular people and trying really hard at school. And I was only hurting myself and it affected my grades. It affected everything. And it ended up working out because I discovered that I want to be a lawyer, but I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to be a lawyer in social media. And I want to find a different path for myself, but you know, so it's both the best and the worst. But like, yeah, you have to take time to heal. And I think it's what you said you you didn't want to. And it's like it's okay to not want to yet. Wallow, mourn that relationship, that job, that life that you had envisioned for yourself. Like, I I had to do that. I literally had to mourn not being the lawyer that everybody else wanted me to be and that everyone else around me was going to be. Because although I knew that wasn't right for me, that was what I wanted. That's what I thought I wanted. I still, part of me still wanted that up until literally October, I literally still wanted that. And I had to mourn it again and again and again until I finally admitted to myself like, okay, this isn't right for me. This isn't working and I'm going to pivot. So yeah, you have to want it. And, you know, it's good that you recognize that. I think that's a big first step of like recognizing like this isn't serving me and I need to take a step back and heal. And sometimes, like you said, rejection is redirection. A layoff is just like, you know, it, it, it's the worst thing in the world at that moment. And it is, but it's not forever. It doesn't mean that you're not good at your job or you're not good enough or that you're not going to eat or pay rent again. Like you will just take the lessons and all the things you learned at that opportunity and pivot to see where it can lead you. You never know, like a new path is opening up. You'd have to be open to it, but you have to mourn it at first. And I think people honestly, like. Kind of missed the mark on that. Like that morning period, it's like I think we're starting to talk about it a lot more now. Like the healing thing, like healing era, healing girl on TikTok. Like and I'm glad that we're, we're talking more about it because you know it's so underrated. I I feel like I've been healing and transforming for the last two years. And I feel like now is when I'm finally coming into my own. But you know it's not gonna happen one day to the next. And it's okay to not have it all figured out. It all goes back to that too. Um, yeah, but what would you tell your 21 year old self looking back now? What would you say to her?
1: I would probably say life is too short to stress over the things that don't matter. You know, not to stress over the guys that don't answer your texts or the friends that maybe don't have your best interests. It's just, it's too short. And I think I spent a lot of time doing all of that. That kind of thing,
0: especially that was a big one for me.
1: Yeah. 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 I think I could have saved a lot of time and energy and tears if if I knew kind of what I did now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Are they gonna say don't cry over spilled milk? But it's the same concept. <laughs> Literally, it's like, who cares? Life is too short. Like, yeah. you know, it didn't work out the way you wanted it to. Oh well. Like that's life. Life isn't gonna go, it's not my mom always says life is like a box of chocolates, it's a surprise, and you just never know what you're gonna get, it's a box of surprises, you just, it's a Spanish quote, so I'm trying to translate, it and it doesn't really translate that well. Um, La vida es una caja de sorpresa, is what she says, like a little box of surprises, you never know what it's gonna be in store, and you just kinda gotta go with the flow, roll with the punches, and you know, let it take you, like, it's okay to have a vision board and goals for yourself, but I think, don't have timelines and like at 21 like I used to hate when my mom was like your life is just beginning and it's like you're going to discredit the last 20 years of my life what do you mean and I was like so angry at her but no like literally at 21 like you literally have the whole world ahead of you you're just coming into your own and I honestly at 25 four years later is now really when I feel like I'm becoming the best version of me I don't know how like How, how would you say, like, what would you kind of call this era of your life that you're in? Like now 28 entering like 2023, like what era are you in right now? Do
1: you think? I would say definitely just like my selfish era. I don't think in my last 28 years I've ever been selfish and do things that I want to do or say no to things that I don't want to do. So I think this is the time i finally want to do things that make me happy and not always put out for other people and worry about what's what's making them happy and i think that's that's just kind of where i'm at
0: yeah no i'm with you i i call it my delusional era like my villain era and my delusional era i'm just focusing on me and like if that doesn't work for you that doesn't work for you but you know i got to do me so i'm with you on that but i think it's really refreshing having these conversations especially with someone who's a little bit older than me because knowing like hey like it's okay like even you said like when you were my age you were just coming out of a relationship you thought was going to be your mm-hmm. forever and you're in a happy healthy relationship now and it's complete 180 from that and it's like okay like you know in 3 years like so much can happen so much can change you you're in a completely different place from in your life and it's okay that right now you're not where you thought you would be, and you're a testament to that. And like someone a couple years older than you is going to say the same thing. And it's like, no one has it made. No one has it perfect. No matter how much we portray that on social media, and I, I'm the first one to be like, literally, like I am a hot mess. Like, do not, don't, don't do what I do. Yeah, um, but I'm going to show you because you're probably going to do it anyway <laughs> because that's life. Um, but it's nice to know, like, that. It all works out the way that it's meant to, and and that that's like my that's like my mantra of like it's just everything happens for a reason and it's gonna work out the way that it's meant to even if it's not the way that you wanted it to. You just gotta trust that it's gonna work out. But I feel like not enough people talk about this, and especially with dating and friendships and how hard it is to make friends post grad and that adjustment to post grad life and you know moving to a new city and meeting new people and putting yourself out there and the ups and downs that come along with it especially when you're also trying to navigate a career and you know you never know your career might not even exist right now so just, true,
1: it's very true
0: yeah so I know we have to wrap up soon but you know if you could go back and like would you do anything different or would you you know like because like we're always reflecting ticket inventory like would you do things differently or you know what do you want to do in the next few years like what is like you know talking about like vision and goals like where do you see yourself in the next couple of years like and what are you working towards to get there
1: now and would you do anything differently get- um no I think you know I think as you said before everything happens for a reason and I don't think I don't think I would change anything because I don't know where I would be um otherwise but no I think I think everything panned out the way it's supposed to, and we'll continue to do that. I don't know where I'm going to be in the next couple of years. You know, I'm I'm continuing to work on my TikTok and grow there and grow that community. And I kind of, I love what I built and we'll see. I honestly, I have no idea. And I think it's important to know that it's okay to have yeah. no idea. Yeah. No, I only ask just because people are
0: always like, but I regret this. And I'm like, everybody like, They we say that, but in reality, like if you could go back and change it, you wouldn't because you wouldn't be where you are. And like I catch myself doing that. I'm like, God, if only I hadn't said that or done
1: that. I'm like, but like look at where I like look at where it got me. Yeah. I mean I'm sure I've made a million and one mistakes and but it is what it is. I am who I am. And I don't think, you know, I would change any of it.
0: No, me either. What's the biggest piece of advice for anyone listening who feels like right now, you know, they want to believe us that, you know, it's going to be okay. It's okay to feel lost, but they just, they're, they're not ready there yet. Like, what was like the moment that you really started believing that? And like, what, what's your piece of advice for them if they're in that
1: place right now? I think just to know that it's okay to feel that way and you're not alone. And try to do something every single day that's going to make you happy, even if it's the smallest thing, like going for a walk or calling an old friend or calling your mom. Just find something every day that can enhance your happiness. And I think just take life day by day and and don't fret the small stuff.
0: So where can everyone find you? Pimp yourself out. I'll link it all in the show notes.
1: Um, I'm on TikTok and Instagram at Carly R. Silverman and that's it <laughs> same name
0: <laughs> okay. yeah I'm the same I'm I I my name my handle is like the same everywhere too I'll link it in the show notes but thank you guys thank you guys thank no. you so much for coming on the podcast
1: of course it was so fun